Hi, welcome to the Work Bites podcast. My name is Alex Yu, and today I'm here with Dr. Christopher Rotolo, and today we will be discussing if high performers should be promoted and will be better managers. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, to me, that's a double-barreled statement. <laughs> and, you know, I think, I think assuming that somebody is a high performer, should be promoted, it depends on on what, right? What are they being promoted to? Just because you can excel in one role doesn't mean you're going to excel in another role. And, you know, the famous example that I always use, although now it's very dated, is Michael Jordan, right? When he left basketball to go play baseball, everyone thought, oh, he's a superstar basketball player. He's going to be great playing baseball. He didn't stink, but he wasn't great by any means. And, you know, why is that? Well, it's a, it's a different skill set. You know, it's a different set of uh, environments and capabilities and strategies and things like that. So, you know, promoting people, you've got to be very, very careful in who you're, who you're promoting. That said, you know, you've, you've got to find ways to reward high performers to keep them in the organization. So it, it's a natural thing for organizations to say, okay, let's, let's promote this person. Let's move them on to something bigger and better. But quite often they don't, they don't kind of think through what they're putting them into. What about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, it's, I've been playing around with this concept a lot recently. And I, I generally think that we tend to over reward high performers thinking that they'll continue to perform highly at subsequent levels. And we tend to mis-evaluate people who are performing at lower levels and fail to put them into other positions that they may be better at. So kind of moving talent around into the positions in which they, they could be most effective, not only given their individual skill sets, but where they might be able to fit within the organization. This includes things like outplacement. So if somebody isn't performing well at a company in general, I think that not enough companies provide outplacement to another environment where that they they could be successful, and this is beneficial not only for the comp uh, the individual because they can ideally be more engaged at a better job and have better individual returns, but I think it makes sense for a company too. I think that resorting to firing and having only that option left to the individual, like I have to quit or find a new job entirely on my own keeps that town around for a longer period of time than is beneficial either for them or the organization. So by helping them move faster, you end up having better economic outcomes for the organization as well by helping them out of the organization in such a way that benefits both of you on a faster timeline. Yeah. Because I think that that concept isn't played around with enough or utilized enough, really. Like, how do we achieve optimal outcomes with these people? And what are we really trying to incentivize and why? And again, for high performers too, I know individuals who would much rather continue to be individual contributors, but organizations tend to force these individual contributors to become managers or leaders in some capacity. I think there's more organizations working towards a subject matter expert model where they can continue being a highly valued individual contributor and continue advancing along without having to leave the organization, but that for the most part, you're expected to assume more control of other people which is not necessarily a beneficial thing for either the individual or the organization as a whole. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, that's a very big challenge for organizations because in any function that you talk about, 
marketing, HR, obviously the, some of the more uh, technical uh, areas, you've got specialists and you've got what I would call generalists, right? So, you know, let's take, let's take marketing for an example. You're going to have people coming in, you know, like being a marketing manager maybe, or just like the intent of them is to get some experience around marketing and then they might move on into more of a general manager track, if you will, get some experience in sales, maybe finance, et cetera. But then you've got these like deep, deep specialists, maybe around digital or, or what have you. Um, and by nature, their opportunity for advancement is much less, right? Because there's much fewer jobs that they can move into. And not only that, kind of the, the highest level specialist job tends not to be that high in the organization. So how, how to keep those technical people, specialist people motivated and uh, retained is, is a huge challenge, huge challenge that I don't think a lot of organizations have figured out yet. I mean, they've done things like make special certifications or special classifications, like, you know, distinguished engineer, you know, because they've, they've patented X amount of, uh, uh, products or something like that, which helps, but you got to look at the whole system. Like how can, how can they advance their compensation if, if they can't get promoted per se? So those are, those are huge, huge challenges. So on that one in particular, I think that there's also a very narrow concept of what it means to be a leader slash give multiple people or basically distribute your expertise to multiple people. And it tends to be overly emphasized on a managerial perspective right now, right? As you move up the ranks, you're expected to assume control of other people's workloads and kind of guide them along. Whereas I think, you know, to your point with subject matter experts, et cetera, I think that you can leverage similar benefits without stressing that person out or their individual motivations in terms of being an individual contributor by letting them create training programs and stuff like that. So that way they can continue distributing their knowledge throughout the organization without necessarily needing to go through all the managerial aspects of assuming control of somebody's workload or responsibility for it, which is a totally different set of skills that can get very convoluted very quickly. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So on that note, thanks for joining us again. Uh, we really appreciate it. Again, this was Alexander Sue and Dr. Christopher Rotolo on the Work Bites podcast. We look forward to having you join us during our next episode.